What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, we are going to deep dive into another Q&A episode. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about before we do get into the questions. So just one thing I'll quickly bring up is if you've been finding value in this podcast, I would be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your IG story and tag me in it. That way others will be able to see that you're finding value here as well. I'll also go ahead and send you a message personally thanking you for doing so and I'll repost it on my story just showing people the same thing. So I really do appreciate you guys. We've got some good questions here. We're gonna tackle four of them. Without further ado, let's just hop right in. Question number one. I've been following the FFD training book for two months now. I've been doing a calorie deficit and trying to eat high in protein. I just keep gaining. I had one week where I lost two pounds and then gained it all back. I got a scale that tells you muscle rate, fat rate, etc. It's so confusing because it tells me my fat is up, but my muscle is too. So I'm confused. Do you have any idea on what I should be doing different? So this person's following FFD, which is a training program that I put out a few months back. That's a 12-week training program that um, is designed for females and the female body. In your situation, you say you're following a calorie deficit, but you're gaining muscle and you're gaining fat at the same time. Now, it's important to understand here, when it comes to your training program, that's not going to dictate you gaining fat or losing fat. That comes down to your nutrition, right? When it comes to training, what we're trying to do when we're training for a body composition for aesthetics, if we're eating in a calorie surplus, we're trying to build muscle in our training. If we're eating in a calorie deficit, trying to drop body fat, our training is there just to try to preserve as much lean muscle mass as possible, as well as it's going to create some calorie burn as well, which is just going to make our calorie deficit. It's going to allow us to be able to eat a little bit more food in that calorie deficit. But the main goal of our training is to build lean muscle tissue, as well as when in a calorie deficit, it's to preserve lean muscle tissue. So your issue at the moment with what's happening is going to come down to your nutrition. Now, you say you're eating in a calorie deficit, but if you aren't consistently losing over time anywhere from 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week, then you're most likely not actually in a calorie deficit. And where people go wrong here is you do really well on the weekdays, but then you fall off on the weekends. That's one case. So take a look at this. Well, I'll take you through a a few different scenarios of where I see people who think they're in a calorie deficit, but where they're not. And you can kind of pinpoint where you might be. So that's the first one. You do really good on the weekdays. You track really well. Then Saturday, Sunday comes around. You don't really track anything. You just kind of eat whatever you want. And subconsciously without realizing it, you end up actually eating around a maintenance or in a slight surplus for the total week. What you got to remember is it's not just about being in a calorie deficit for a few days and you lose body fat. Your body's looking at your your calorie intake and output over the long haul. So if you're in a calorie deficit for five days, but then you have Saturdays and Sundays where you're potentially in a calorie surplus, that could equal out to be a total of being in around a maintenance or even slightly in a surplus over a seven-day span because your body looks at your calorie intake over the long haul, not over the day-to-day. So look at that. Are you being consistent on the weekends? Let's say that you are. Number two would be to look at how accurate you're being with your serving sizes. So when it comes to eating, 
Are you weighing out the majority of your foods? Are you tracking everything that you're eating each day? That's a big one. When it comes to serving sizes, I've worked with a lot of people who they say they're tracking. And as we start to dive deeper and I ask more questions, well, are you weighing your foods each time, each day that you're eating all of your meals? Or are you just kind of estimating and eyeballing everything that you're eating? And if you're just estimating and eyeballing everything, well, chances are you're not being accurate. So what I would suggest would be to go back to the basics and start weighing out your foods in each meal that you're eating to ensure that you're actually eating the amount of calories that you're tracking. That's a big one, making sure that you are being as accurate as possible, especially when in a deficit becomes extremely important. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to have to do that forever, but if you have a goal of dropping body fat and what you're currently doing isn't working, that means we need to up the ante a little bit and get a little bit more tedious. And then as you go back into a maintenance mode later on and you've really developed the skill of being able to eyeball your foods, then you may not have to track as tediously in terms of weighing everything out perfectly. And then number three, let's say you're being good on the weekends, you're being consistent through the weekends. Let's say that you are weighing out all of your foods, you're being consistent, so everything is on track in terms of your adherence. Well, then it just probably means that you're eating too many calories and you need to drop calories lower to see the progress that you want to because if you're not dropping any weight, the reality of the matter is, is that you're not in a calorie deficit. That's really as simple as it is. If you're not losing weight, you're just not in a calorie deficit, which means you need to eat less to put yourself into an actual calorie deficit. And one thing that I will just quickly mention here is you mentioned that you have a scale that shows you your body fat, your muscle. Those scales are usually bullshit. They're not accurate. They take so many different things into account that they can be anywhere from 10 to 70% off in terms of telling you your body fat and your muscle rate. So what I would strongly suggest that you do instead is just take daily weigh-ins to extract weekly averages to compare the week-to-week averages against each other to see the trend of your weight. Take measurements. I like my clients to do a measurement of their chest, two inches above their belly button, at their belly button, two inches below their belly button, um, their hips, and their right thigh and their right arm. That way we can see what your measurements are doing monthly and as well as taking photos every month or so as well to be able to compare those photos against each other. And that's going to give you much better data as to what's actually happening with your body composition rather than just trying to focus on a scale that's giving you some random numbers in terms of your body fat percentage and your muscle percentage. It's not giving you the whole idea. So if you're somebody, if you're just weighing yourself once per week and body weight is fluctuating up and down, well, obviously you're not seeing the long-term trend of what's actually happening. We know that our body weight fluctuates so much daily. So the important thing is to take a daily weigh-in, but extract that daily weigh-in and just use it as a data point to consume a weekly average and start comparing those averages each week against each other from all those daily weigh-ins to get the long-term trend of what's actually happening. But if you're just taking one weigh-in during the week and then the next week you're taking another random weigh-in, you're not seeing what's happening through the whole week, so you're not getting a true average. You could be weighing in just on a high day or on a low day and not seeing what's actually happening, and maybe you're already making progress and you just don't realize it because you're so focused on that body fat percentage and muscle percentage that's on that scale, that's going to be extremely inaccurate when you should just be taking a daily weigh-in, extracting the averages, looking at those trends over the long term, and then making assessments to whether you're making progress or not. So hopefully this helps. Let's go on to the next question. 
is there a maximum I should be in the gym each week for hypertrophy? My friend's trainer told her to only go three times per week, but I enjoy a push-pull leg split, then one rest day. It's a good question too. So is there a maximum amount of days you should be in the gym if your goal is to build muscle? And I would say that there is not a maximum amount of days by any means. Now what there is, is probably a maximum amount of volume that you should be doing. Now what I mean by that is, we want to look at our muscle parts and how much work we do for each muscle group on a weekly basis. On average, if you're more of a beginner to an intermediate within your first zero to a couple years of training, most of your work should probably be around anywhere from eight to 15 sets per muscle group per week. If you're more intermediate to advanced, probably going to need to be somewhere closer to 10 to 20 sets per muscle group per week. So if you like following a push-pull leg split and with an off day, so you're going push-pull legs, off day, push-pull legs, off day, push-pull legs, off day, like that over the long term, nothing wrong with that. I like following a split like that as well sometimes. For example, right now I'm running a split that's upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower, off day. And so I'm going to the gym six times per week. But what that does is where I'm trying to hit each muscle group anywhere from 12 to 20 sets per week, I'm getting three upper days and three lower days. So I'm just splitting up that volume for the different muscle groups through the week. So if I'm going six times per week, that just means that each workout is going to be a little bit shorter to hit that 12 to 20 sets per week per muscle group rather than if I was only going three times per week, those workouts were gonna, are going to have to be a whole lot longer to get in all of that volume through the week. One way that a lot of people go wrong is judging your workouts from workout to workout, thinking that every single workout needs to be super hard and you need to go in and, and trash yourself and do all the work that you can. When in reality, you'd be much better off looking at your workouts and your muscle groups over a week-long span rather than just a one-day span. So that's what I would suggest. If you like a push-pull legs, figure out how much work that you need per muscle group per week, split up that work over that push-pull leg split that you like to follow that has you in the gym around six times per week. Just means that each of your sessions might be a little bit shorter than going in and doing full body sessions three times per week. And everybody's gonna be a little bit different. If you're super committed, you like going more days per week, absolutely do that. A lot of the time where people will suggest less days per week, following more of a full body type split, is just because it's going to be a lot easier for people to be adherent to that. If training and nutrition isn't a huge part of their lives, they're beginners, they're just trying to create some results because they're not happy with their body composition and they're not doing it because they're actually super passionate about it. They're doing it just to try to build the habits of a more healthy, sustainable lifestyle, then going less times per week is going to make more sense just because it's not going to impede into your life as much. So if you like going more often, absolutely. Those sessions are just going to be a little bit less in terms of time needed than if you're only going two to four times per week. All right, and moving on. What type of training split and cardio do you recommend? I lost 140 pounds three years ago, but I have spent three hours a day in the gym and seeing little to no results. First off, congratulations on 140 pounds. That is a lot of weight and that takes a ton of work. So good for you on that because that is amazing. As far as being in the gym for three hours a day at the moment and seeing little to no results, that's obviously not sustainable. I would say that you're probably doing way too much work and maybe at this point you're not 
optimizing your metabolism, maybe your nutrition isn't as on point, and that's why you're not seeing the results that you want to. And you didn't necessarily tell me what your goal is at this point. I don't know if your main goal is to be building muscle. I don't know if your main goal is to be dropping more weight, more body fat over time, or what that may be. But just to give you a few general guidelines, when it comes to weight training, there isn't a specific type or is it, there isn't a specific amount of days or there isn't specific rep ranges that I would recommend over others. That's where most people go wrong as well. You start thinking there's this best way to weight train and what's the way that's going to work the best. And instead, there's one principle that you should follow in your training. Well, actually, there's a few principles that you should you should follow to understand just training in general and what you're trying to get out of it. If the goal is to build muscle from your training, a good general rule of thumb is to be doing most of your work somewhere in the 6 to 12, 6 to 15 rep range with the majority of the sets that you do. When it comes to how many sets you should be doing, that goes back to the last question that I just answered. If you're more beginner to intermediate, probably somewhere between 8 to 15 sets per week per muscle group. If you're more advanced, probably somewhere between 10 to 20 sets per week per muscle group is a good general guideline to be at. How many days per week you work out just depends on how you can fit all of that volume in um, for those specific muscle groups to get that in per week. And then from there, a couple more things to keep in mind is that like how much weight you should be using, things like that. Most of your sets, you should be using a weight in the specific rep ranges that you are doing that has you only leaving around anywhere from one to three or four reps left in the tank on that final rep. So this is where a lot of people will go wrong as well. You think that you should be doing high reps or low reps or yada yada when at the end of the day, as long as you're somewhere within that six to 15 rep range and you're training to around one to three reps left in the tank on your final rep, that's what's going to force your body to keep progressing and have you at a high enough intensity for you to be able to see results. So make sure you're using a weight that has you hitting around an RPE 6 all the way up to an RPE 9 or 10 in most of your training. And again, that just means that you're using a weight that has you only leaving around one to three or four reps left in the tank at the end of each set. And then from there, what you need to understand inside of your training is that you need to be progressing it over time. And what I mean here is you should be trying to add a little bit more weight or an extra rep or two with the same amount of weight or slowly adding some sets over time to what you're doing to continually force your body to keep progressing on the back end of your training progressing. And this is where most people go wrong. You just think you need to go into the gym and absolutely wreck yourself and that's how you're gonna see results. When at the end of the day, the only way you're gonna see results in your body is if you see results in your training. And what I mean by that is your training has to progress first for your body to be forced to progress along with it. And that's where we go wrong is not being meticulous in adding a little bit of weight over time, adding some reps over time, adding some sets over time, staying around one to three or four reps shy of failure and making sure we're doing the adequate amount of volume that we should be doing. So when it comes to your training, that's what you should be focused on. So with like a specific type of training, that's what I recommend. That is just looking at training from more of a scientific aspect, taking all of the literature, all of the research, and breaking it down into simple principles that have been shown to yield the best results throughout all of the research that has been done on the body in terms of weight training. And then when it comes to cardio, 
This just simply comes down to if the goal is still weight loss, there's not a specific cardio that you should be doing or that I recommend. What I would say is you should be looking at cardio as a tool to aid your nutrition if the goal is to continue dropping body fat. And what I mean there is just making sure that First and foremost, your nutrition is on point. You're, you have a pretty accurate gauge of how many calories you're eating per day. You're eating enough protein each day, somewhere around 0.75 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight, and then just gauging your progress over time. And if the goal is body fat and you think you're in a calorie deficit and you're not losing much body fat and you're staying consistent with your nutrition and you're staying consistent with your weightlifting, well, now adding in some cardio just to burn some more calories to put yourself into a bigger calorie deficit is how I would look at using cardio rather than looking at just doing a whole bunch of cardio each and every day thinking that's going to create the result. Because if you're just doing a whole bunch of cardio randomly and you're not on point with your nutrition first and foremost, chances are just doing all that extra cardio and extra work is just going to make you more hungry, which could potentially have you overeating more often, which it just has you spinning your wheels and you're just being more active and working harder, not for a better result. So a lot of times we want to be working smarter, not harder when it comes to our body composition. I run into this with clients a lot. They think they want to be doing more and more and more cardio the longer and longer we get into it. But if their nutrition isn't on point and all that cardio is doing is just making them hungry at the end of the day because they're expending more calories, then we're just doing cardio for the sake of doing cardio. We're not doing it meticulously because it's going to help put us into a bigger deficit because our nutrition is on point first. So I look at that when it comes to your cardio. Are you being consistent with your nutrition? Do you think you're in a calorie deficit? And if you're not dropping body weight and you don't want to drop calories any further in terms of the food that you're eating, then adding in more cardio and looking at adding cardio in in terms of amount of calories burned from cardio rather than just doing as much as possible becomes a much more viable option. Like I have a lot of clients that I tell them, okay, you choose the cardio that you do. If you want to do an elliptical, if you want to go for a run, if you want to just walk, if you want to do a spin bike, whatever you want to do, completely fine. But all that I want you to focus on is making sure that you burn an extra, some clients I have burning an extra 200 calories a week in terms of cardio, some clients I have doing an extra 300 calories a week in terms of cardio, some clients I have doing an extra 400 calories a week. So all I tell them is I want you to burn 200 to 400, 500 calories per week through whatever cardio system that you want to do um, just to make sure that we're getting that extra output. So that way we can gauge it that way so I can tell them, okay, you've, you've been burning 400 calories per week in terms of cardio so far. We have you in a deficit. Progress is starting to slow down. Let's add an extra 100 calories of cardio per week to speed that up a little bit and make that deficit a little bit greater. So that is, in the simplest form, how I can break this down for you to help you understand training and help you understand cardio and how to best utilize it to help you continue getting the result that you want to. One last little nugget that I'll use here. And what I see with a lot of people who have lost a lot of weight like you have is you've been in a deficit for so long that maybe it's just time to eat a little bit more food for a while. Maybe it's time to reverse diet, let your metabolism get going at a faster rate, drop all of that extra work that you're doing in the gym that probably has you extra stressed out, that has your cortisol levels higher, um, that has you just in a state where your body's not ready to continue dropping body fat. So you may just need a recovery period to where you reverse back up to a maintenance, you try to push that maintenance as high as possible, you drop some of that workload that you're doing each and every day so you're not in the gym three three hours per day um, just to drop that stress just so that you can kind of chill out, you can maintain for a little while, 
let your metabolism come back, let yourself get feeling stronger. And then after you've been there for anywhere from three months to even 12 months to just kind of relax, then coming back down into a deficit, you'll see a whole lot better of a response from your body and you'll be able to drop body fat at a more efficient rate. So hopefully this helps. If you have further questions with this, I'm more than happy to answer them. Just shoot me a DM or shoot me an email. And the final question of the day. I'm probably around 15 to 17% body fat right now, but I want to gain muscle and be leaner. Should I lean bulk now or cut down to about 10 to 12% first and then look to bulk and gain more muscle mass? This is obviously a guy. If this was a girl that said she was around 15 to 17% body fat, she would be extremely lean. So this is a guy who has probably a little bit of extra belly fat. Uh, just extra noticeable fat, around 15 to 17%. You're by no means overweight. You just have a little bit of extra body fat on your body. So in your situation, you want to be bigger and you want to be leaner. What I would probably suggest first at 15 to 17% body fat, I never want to see somebody go over around 18 as a man. I never want to see anybody go over around 18 to 20% in body fat throughout a bulk. And when we're bulking and trying to gain muscle, the reality of the situation is most of the time that there's going to be a little bit of body fat accumulated during that process because we're putting you into a caloric surplus, which is going to have you accumulate a little bit of body fat as you're putting on muscle mass, which there's not really a way to get around that. It's just a part of the journey and a part of the situation. And that's why we go into a deficit afterwards to drop some of that body fat that we built, put on after building muscle to show that off and to look bigger and leaner at the end of it. But in your situation, if you're already at 15 to 17% body fat, what I would suggest is probably starting out with a deficit, meaning dropping the body fat off of your body first. And if you're newer to lifting already, you're going to be able to go into a bit of a deficit, eat enough protein. And if if training is a newer stimulus to you already, you're going to be able to get a little bit of a recomp effect, meaning as you're dropping body fat, if you're eating enough protein, if you're training progressively, you might actually be able to get away with building a little bit of muscle while dropping body fat so you can maximize both. Obviously, the main goal here should be dropping body fat first to get you down to that 10 to 12% body fat range. First and foremost, you might be able to build a little bit of muscle during that time. You're going to be able to kill two birds with one stone. But even if you don't, if you just get down to that level of body fat that you want to, first off, now you're going to be in a position to where you can go through a longer bulk to bring yourself back up to maybe that 13, 14, 15, 16% body fat as you put on muscle over a six months to a 12-month time period, really be able to maximize your gains without having to get up into 20, 21, 22, 23% body fat to where you're feeling overweight, you're getting more self-conscious to where you might get out of the bulk too soon just because you want to be leaner. So I would always suggest getting down to that 10 to 12% body fat range first where you feel confident in terms of your body fat, your level of leanness. Then if the goal is to build muscle, I would go into a slight surplus after that, slowly put on weight over time, get stronger in the gym, eat more food, put on muscle mass. You're probably going to accumulate a little bit of fat mass during that time as well. And then again, after that six to 12 months, and that's a long time, right? But the reality of the situation is if you're serious about creating noticeable muscle gain in your body composition, it's going to take time. And accepting that from the get and creating a nutritional periodization scheme that's going to get you to your overall goal in the long run, that's what's most important. So accepting that drop the body fat first, go through a slow bulk afterwards, you'll probably put on a little bit of body fat as you accumulate muscle mass at the same time, 
And then from there, once you have put a little bit of that body fat back on, you put some muscle on at the same time, you're going to be back around that 15 to 17% body fat that you're at right now, but you're going to look far better at 15 to 17% body fat with more muscle mass on your body. And then from there, you could go through another cut which is going to have you back down to that 10 to 12%. And it's going to show off the new muscle that you've been able to build through the bulk that you went through. And then you can learn to maintain that 10 to 12% body fat, looking a whole lot leaner, looking a whole lot more muscular and just enjoying your body composition far more with more confidence. So hopefully that helps. That is the final question that we are going to answer here. Again, if you found value in this episode, I'd be super appreciative. Take a screenshot, put it on your IG story and tag me in it. Also, if you have a little bit of extra time, I'd be very grateful if you could go down below and leave the podcast a review. I know I've touched on this a lot lately, but leaving reviews on the podcast is the only way for it to be able to grow and reach new people inside of Apple and iTunes. So if you can leave it a star rating, I'd be really appreciative of that. And if you have a little bit of spare time, I'd be very, very grateful if you could leave it a written review if this show has helped you in any sort of way. And in that review, um, just to make it a little more beneficial for yourself, feel more than welcome to let me know what type of episodes that you would like me to create just so that it keeps you coming back and you can get the value from here that you want to as well. So I really do appreciate you guys. Hopefully you have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.